Hockey Central at noon on Sportsnet 960. The Fan. All right, let's do this. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon, 60 Minutes on Ice right here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Coming up at 1 o'clock, it's the arrival of Peter Klein. Pat Steinberg in at 2. Pinder and Steinberg without Ryan Pinder goes today right till 6 o'clock on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. And we have a ton to talk about. Coming up in segment 2, Logo and I will be uh, talking about the series because now we can kind of you know, really start thinking about matchups and that sort of thing. So we'll we'll get to the uh, play-in round coming up at about 12.30. But f- first, as we do all the time at this time, let's talk to Lou. Flames insider Peter Lubardius brought to you by the Gemini Group. Imagine your life, your style, your home renovation should be a reflection of you. Give your home the Gemini difference. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. Peter Logan, this seems to me like... Um, uh, one of those deals where you get information on a need-to-know basis when it comes to the <laughs> NHL, right? We just we just get a little bit once in a while, right? It's like, well, today we're going to tell you a little bit about the schedule, but not a ton. So, you know, more tomorrow kind of thing. But the momentum certainly is growing, and, and we have a little bit better of an idea of the schedule, and I know you've poured all over it. Give me, give me your thoughts. It's going to be like... Um, the guys said it, or uh, Rintoul said it, it was like March Madness except for hockey. Right. Now, I love schedules. So it's one of my favorite things to go over, think about determining goes hand in hand. The time. My favorite schedule moment is when the NHL comes out in the summer, and then I spend the next 10 days going, well, I'm going to be here where? Where, where and when? Where, can I see the bean pot? Can I go see can, some can college I, yeah. baseball somewhere? Yeah. Right. Can I can I catch a college softball doubleheader? <laughs> like what what can I catch? So um, I love schedules. Now, what do we know about the schedule? Well, we know that according to what was released yesterday, is games will be played in each respective hub city with starting times in Edmonton and Toronto locally at twelve. 12- four and eight, which means there are going to be six games for your viewing. And of course, in our case, listening pleasure, Yep. but let's take, let's take that to another place. It also appeared. And until it, I see it differently. And Mr. Kirsch, you might have a little more Intel than people like Logan and I would have. Um, but a couple thoughts now, the four o'clock time slot would seem to be reserved for the round robin teams who are going to determine the top four slots. So that basically leaves for the play-in round two games in each spot a day at 12 and 8. Then the next part is, if indeed what I just surmised is the case, who's going to play when and where? And will it be or not, but who, at what time slot, and will it be consistent? So in the West, for us, the Calgary Flames, if they're not playing at four, are they going to play at eight? And my guess is, potentially, the network, Sportsnet, is looking you know, for the best possible schedule they can have. And so is my boss, who's on the other yeah. end of this call. Um, so I would guess, and this is just a guess, because weekends come into it, is would 
the network, and remember, NBC has a massive say, too, and they have other priorities than what we have here in Canada. So I would think, maybe, that Chicago and Edmonton would get an 8 o'clock start, whether it's day one or day two. Now, does that mean Calgary and Winnipeg, which has a ton of appeal, it's an all-Canadian matchup, I would think that one potentially goes there with maybe Nashville, Arizona to go at noon. But yeah, what, here's a, what about Vancouver, Minnesota, though, well, too, right? There it is. And that there. So who gets to win? Who gets to win? Does Vancouver, because of its market size, get the 8 o'clock time slot? And then the other thing, Kelly, that I've thought a lot about, you know, sticking basically with Calgary in the West. So if your first game is at eight, are they going to be okay to play you the next game at 12? What do you, what do you mean? Like, like flip around and okay, have that so, quick turn? So if I play, if I play one night, so let's say Calgary starts August the 1st at eight. Okay. And then assuming, because I think this is somewhat fair to assume, that you're going to play every second day because everybody's playing. So you're going to play every second day. Does that mean on August the 3rd, I get that time slot again? Or is there a potential for that, me to that's play That's what I'm hearing, o'clock? Peter. That's what I'm hearing, that your, okay. your time that, slot will be your time slot. Then that's, and that, to me, would make perfect sense in terms of keeping it consistent. So there's great information, and that's what I thought. Now, the other thing to add to it, from a team standpoint, because of the potential of overtime and long overtime, in some ways, do you covet a 12 o'clock spot? Because guess what you know? You know exactly when and what time and how to prepare and when your game's going to start. Yeah, well, I guess we won't. Know, yeah, because they we won't they, get into that until the playoff round. Because the best of fives are regular season rules, aren't they? Are the they? best of fives aren't with unlimited overtime. I believe they end in a shootout. No, I thought the round robin. I, I thought the, uh, the. I thought the round robin was the only games that that didn't have the capacity for long overtimes. Let me check that and see. I yeah. thought I had heard that. Because I thought like the, the, uh, the four o'clock and uh, I guess it'd be two o'clock Calgary time, the middle games, as it were, would be the round robin games because they are uh, almost assuredly right. going to end on time. Because like you can limit the they, damage. They, in they don't. Teams, they right? want the Toronto Maple Leafs and Montreal Canadiens and Calgary Flames and Vancouver Canucks to start at eight o'clock or, or you know eight o'clock local. No right? That's what they want because that's where the prime. That's is going to be that's the determining. It. They have to have that for for uh, advertisers and stuff. They've they've got to they've got to throw the networks a bone for sure on this because they spend so much money. Right. Obviously, right. So 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 here's the other interesting one. So again, depending who gets to win. As far as the playing round, well, pretty easy Canada-wise. One night it's Pittsburgh and Montreal in the eight o'clock Eastern spot. The other night it's the Leafs and Columbus. Except here's a little whammy: how important to NBC and the NHL are the New York Rangers? The most. Them, so and, are, them in Chicago okay? would be the most, I would think, right? Right. So are you okay now with the Rangers? 
going into a 12 o'clock time slot because, you know, the 4 o'clock time slot, we know who's in that one. Depends which day of the week. And, and it's weird because the uh, there's a long weekend in there too, right? There's yes, the holiday there Monday, which normally mm-hmm. around here we take off, but I don't think we're taking that Monday off. Right. So if So Saturday... <laughs> You know, again, and there's another factor because Saturday is the foot first now, and because it's an afternoon potential to appeal to more people in our country, does that make the 12 o'clock time slot in our country more amenable to the situation? Yeah, you wonder if there's a certain time slot that somebody could take a real advantage of. Or right. Maybe, you know, and, and then. And- and hockey-wise, like I said, especially if what I'm assuming, unless Logan finds different, I just I don't see them not playing out playoff-style games. I just that's never been the indication, but you know maybe that's assumption for me. But I know a lot of the talk yesterday surfaced because the round-robin games are games that you could limit, and that it almost likens itself sometimes to a tennis format where you have all the times slated, but think about, you know, places like the U S open there's U S open major matches that sometimes don't start until midnight in New York yeah, because of just how the rest of the day has played itself out. Yeah. This, this is uh this is fascinating. So you, 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 you know, we're, I was thinking about this as I went to, to lunch today is that right. we went from, you know, on this radio station, and sports fans all over the place went, they're right there with us, we went from 1,000 miles an hour to zero overnight in March, right? Like, just blah, Correct. just done. And now we're going to do the exact opposite of that, you know. I guess, you know, baseball starts like a week early, uh, if they can get it together down there and NBA as well, and then hockey full tilt. And let's face it, this country is hockey mad. And with a bunch of yep. Canadian teams in in big markets, look out. Yeah. 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 And that's actually, I think we can go back to my original one word with the look out this time. <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. We can. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but again, as somebody who loves the business and who's been, you know, in the business for a long time, I, I've often thought, Kelly, you know, with all the sports intermixing and if you're the people at Sportsnet, you know, now the great thing is in this day and age, you have more than one channel to try to fit, make things happen in. And in the NHL deal, you also have, you know, still your tie with CBC, not necessarily when it comes to production, but a place that you show the games. So, you know, I would, I talk a lot about, you know, scouting and, and I, my fascination of that and, sitting in scouting meetings to just be a fly on the wall. I'll tell you, I would love to be a fly on the wall in some of these scheduling meetings when these conversations come out. Yeah. Just to, to take behind the curtain a little bit, there's been, uh, we get these conference calls sometimes and they'll have all the sports net people on and, and sometimes it, it applies to us and sometimes it doesn't, but just going through the, well, if this Raptors game goes in overtime, we're going to flip the Flames-Minnesota game to this, and now we're going to do that. It's going to be nuts, you know, especially on the Sportsnet (laughs) side because they've got to get Raptors, Blue Jays as well, and NHL. So uh, I think they'll be glad to take off. uh, Oh, it's 0-0 Detroit and Toronto again. 
Uh, because I've, I've been seeing every time I turn on Sportsnet, they're playing the Tigers. It's like, <laughs> God love them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need too many more of the Tigers and the Orioles. Yeah. In yeah. recent memory. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But it's it's fascinating. I, I always thought, you know, to kind of, we'll get to hockey or NHL, but I always thought the, the, the major junior uh, league, the Western League, Ontario and Quebec, should do something like this for the Memorial Cup instead of having, you know, maybe the the final, you know, one team from each league. It'd be neat to have kind of this crazy play-in day and have something like that to kind of emulate the March Madness. But this this is going to suffice for people because everyone is waiting like crazy to to watch some sports that that matter. I mean, God love NASCAR. I tried to watch a NASCAR game and or uh, just just like this is too boring for me. We we need hockey. We need baseball. We need basketball. Yeah. We need football. Listen, full disclosure. Uh huh. My son loves NASCAR. Like beyond his love of NASCAR, might at this age, and he just turned fourteen, might rival my love of hockey and other team sports. Okay. But here's the hard part. You know how Kelly for a long time, and I don't want to upset anybody. I used to describe NASCAR to other people. No, I feel different now because through Kale, I've learned a lot more, have a lot more interest and appreciation. But for a long time in my life, and I'm not a racing aficionado, it was, okay, put a penny in a toilet and flush. That's NASCAR. <laughs> Going fast and turning left. Right. Well, right. Now I see it differently now, but yeah. I, I'm right there with you. There we, we could, go. We could use some uh, normalcy and stuff <laughs> yeah. to get excited. Peter Labardis is our guest here on Hockey Central Noon. We've got Logan Gordon. Logan, have you done any uh, any research? What have you found? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, I did do some digging. You were right there, Lou. It's just the uh, the round-robin games for the four playoff teams that are already in there that will go regulation. I, those round-robin games I have zero interest in. Like, I mean, I don't – I care, but not really. Okay. Right? Like, I mean, it's like – when it's like do or die, you got to win. A little more important to me than you know yeah, who, very who seats so. where. Like, oh, Vegas is going to be first. Great. Like, I don't think anyone's. Yeah, we'll probably watch it because we need it. But uh, considering all the other stuff going on, well, it's going to matter to to Boston. You know, those games are going to matter to Boston because three games all of a sudden can make up twelve points if you're the Flyers. You know, and all of a sudden your your matchup changes, True. right? Yeah. Uh, just the way. Well, it's you're going you're now. a little more certainly you're a little more in control of the matchups, but guys, it, it's never been more important ever in any situation than to be in control of your own group and your own performance. That that's going to yeah. be that's going to be number one. And you know the thing about the round robin on both sides of the equation is playing teams are going to have an intensity advantage. The nice little balancing act in part, and I mean just in part, because there's no way, I don't care. Listen, you're never going to be able to sell me on the fact that you're the one seed necessarily. You'd like it. You'd like, you know, last change and, you know, this version of home ice throughout. But at what price? Yeah. And the good news, though, is, you know, the interesting thing for me about the round robin is at least those teams are going to go up against some real quality opponents. 
for three kind of quasi preseason or exhibition games to try to get themselves ready in earnest for when it is that do or one, die. those games won't have the same juice as, as not the even close. No chance. They can't. They're, they're, they can't. No. Lou, you wanted to talk about an X factor. We're talking about the Flames. We're talking about the Jets. And, and as we kind of, okay, we'll get the schedule, start figuring things out. Um, it's, it's like an old Smythe Division matchup uh, yeah. back from the 80s uh, without Jim Kite and Jamie McCowan and those guys. What, mm-hmm. who, who do you think an X factor, I always like that, that's a good sports radio kind of phrase. Who's the X factor, right? Well, I mean, there's 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 always many, and and we've talked even this week about your best players. But in terms of an X factor, and I reached out to a couple of Flames executives yesterday, and and one of the names mentioned about people who were flying around the ice so far in Phase Two or leading up to what we hope is the start of training camp on Monday at the Saddle Dome is Andrew Mangiapane. Yep. And and I really believe from what was, you know, the start of this season to where we arrived at in March, I'm not sure I watched or witnessed greater growth in a player this year than Mangiapane. And, you know, he ends up with 32 points. He ended up with 15 points in his last 18 games. He was a plus four. He moved into, if you will, top six status, which was not the case early in the year. And Kelly, I truly believe down the stretch, he was arguably as consistent a forward as anyone on the team. Um, He also likes playing at the arena in Edmonton. Not that that's going to matter one iota, but he had five points in a couple of games in that building. So that will help him draw confidence. But, you know, when you think about this 24-year-old, where he has come from as a former six-round pick in 2015 after a two back-to-back 100-point seasons in Barrie, and where he has grown to, I do. I, I Two guys who really come to mind for me in terms of X-factors, and they're both young are Mangiapane and Dylan Dubé. And I am hearing really good things about, and again, it's it's not even the training camp yet. But in the case of Andrew, who has a lot to play for, remember, he came to terms on that one-year deal late, missed just a few days of camp. Boy, oh boy. You talk about somebody who's an X-factor with an incredible opportunity And even if you reflect back to last spring, I didn't think he was one bit out of place in that series against Colorado. In fact, again, in a couple of games, he was arguably as good as any forward on the team. Well, I mean, he, I mean, in my mind, I don't know if you feel the same way guys, but I feel like the growth of Manjapani pretty much made Frolik expendable to this team. Well, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not untrue. It's not untrue. And all this well, his guy agent does, did that too. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that guy doesn't help, but well, for sure, but you know, the bottom line is is his work, his relentless ability to be on the puck, to have vision, to go to hard places, you know, with some offensive ability that I think is just growing and growing. 
I do. I, I think Andrew Mangiapane, maybe as much as almost any player, not named Rasmus Anderson or Yuso Valimaki, and, and I can't even put Yuso there yet because he's missed a whole year, but those are two guys, maybe along with Dubé, that I think, you know, we used luck out earlier. Yeah. Well, uh, I believe in... Yeah, a, a most I, yeah, promising believe, award or something like that, or most yeah, improved I, I or think, whatever. Yeah, right. I just think he is really on the precipice of, you know, truly becoming a core piece, and yeah. and that's really how I evaluate. You know, what you're always trying to do is build core pieces. Yeah, so, we we said that we wanted him to to you know put up or shut up or or you know bet on himself or whatever the word we did and. He did, and he did, oh. right? So um, I want to ask both you guys this. I was thinking about this as well. So we're getting ready, August 1st. Let's say it's let's say we're 8 o'clock August 1st. We're getting ready for mm-hmm. game one. What, what are we going to see in terms of the type of play? You've got these guys who are rested. You've got these guys that are just going to have tons of adrenaline. Are we going to see the... Style where you just, it is like smash them up hockey where the refs put away the whistles. Are we going to see a little bit more like regular season? Are we going to see a hybrid? Logan, what do you think we're going to see? Maybe not just the Flames Jet series, but but playoff hockey as a whole. Do you think we're going to just see like it's just going to just time warp to uh, April like it was, like the uh, you know pandemic never mm-hmm. happened, or do you think it's going to be something a little bit different? I I really think, and I I would, you know, probably bend to more of here what Peter's going to say as someone with more experience at it than than in watching hockey than myself. But I I really feel like we're going to go from zero to a hundred right away with this. I think they're going to jump right into playoff hockey. I think with the exception of those round robin teams that don't have as much to play for. I think the best of fives are going to be uh, an like absolute period one. Bang, yeah, right I away. think it's going to be a war to start from the the drop of the puck, especially, I mean, best of five. I mean, you lose one game and get down in the second game already. You're in trouble, right? Like you're talking about your whole season, all this coming back and all this stuff could be for naught, right? I think you got to approach it like it's a playoff series and you got to be ready to go from the start here. We're going to have, a training camp that's going to, you know, ride right up into it. It's not like a regular season where guys say, okay, I got a couple of preseason games to go here. And then, you know, night one we'll be, we'll be ready to go and we can pick it up from there. I think you got to be ready and expecting it to be a battle from the drop of the puck. That's what I'm expecting. At least Lou, do you think that's, that's even plausible with, with guys being off for so long, having a quick training camp and then go bang up to a hundred miles an hour. That's what I, we want to see, but, but- but here's the caveat, guys, I would use. I think in terms of intensity and intention, high. High. Really high on the meter. Execution, different story. I, I, I think that is where the drop-off is going to come if I was to compare what would have been April the 9th to what's going to be August 1st or August 2nd um, when this whole thing hopefully gets started. I do. I think they'll be incredibly motivated. I think they'll be beyond excited. Uh, So I don't think there will be an intensity issue. I don't think whatsoever. Now, you also have to trust in what your abilities are in the lead up. But 
I, I'm not worried about intensity. I'm, I'm really not. Execution, I think that's going to take some time. But you know what? What great intensity with maybe not some of the perfection in execution leads to? Incredibly exciting hockey because there's very likely to be far more mistakes made early than normal. And mistakes lead to chances that generally leads to excitement. And it's, and it's what I've always said in part about one of the reasons I have a love affair, you know, for even for my love affair of the world junior or, you know, junior hockey is that the intensity is always incredibly high in those, you know, playoff or world junior situations, but the lack of maturity or experience lends to what more mistakes. And that to me is one of the reasons why it can be so exciting. I wonder about the, you know the physical aspect, but it'd be interesting to see the mental focus and, and and if the guys can kind of ramp up. And I I get you, Peter, with the with the skill level. Like, is the power play going to click as well as you want? Is the breakout are they right. going to be right. as, as fresh? Right. You probably think well, the penalty kill. You probably you know that's something that might come a little quicker, right? That's a lot of hard work and being in the right place at the right time. But you wonder about, we talked about X-Factors earlier in this segment. I think there's X-Factors all over the ice in all these different series. Well, right? There like, is. For, 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 for goalies, sure. like, a goalie's dialed in, and he gets in the zone, look out. If, yeah, if well, that's, that's, and the that, opposite, that's the too, right? To start. Yeah. Because yeah. then it's yeah, like, that, oh. that, Yeah. And, 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 but again, I really, I don't, I don't see intensity being any kind of issue, but I do potentially see execution as being an issue. And and that's how I would plain and simply boil it down. I mean, as a player, how, how could you not be unbelievably excited? Because don't tell me that, you know, think about even this past season, let's even take the flames. I think part of their struggles, the first few months of the season was, there was no way to fix what had been hap- you know, what had just happened to them in the playoffs. So, you know, it's hard to sell yourself sometimes on 82 and going through the journey and going through the regular season so that we can really get something done. Well, guess what? That's gone. Yeah. You, you don't have it's go time. So you don't have to worry. All you have to do from opening night is absolutely leave it out there and every shift that you're a part of matters to me to me that's beyond exciting and beyond an exciting opportunity and the people who can thrive and that's why we talked earlier this week about you know how i think any kind of experience you've had you know in world cups or those kind of special situations is the only thing that I can really liken this to where you come off a summer and you have got to get yourself in pretty short order, in this case, even shorter order up to a high level as a group. Oh, it's going to be fascinating. Well, Lou, we're going to let you go. We kept you a little long this time. So much to talk about tomorrow. We'll uh, let you enjoy the rest of your day and we'll, uh, Hey, we might have some more information. It seems like we get little chunks of information, you know, once in a while, so we'll have some more tomorrow. We'll pass it along and break it all down. Thanks so much. Enjoy your day. Okay, guys. Have a good one.
Flames insider Peter Lubardius brought to you by the Gemini Group. Imagine your life, your style, your home renovation should be a reflection of you. Give your home the Gemini difference. Visit GeminiGroup.ca. All right, it is Hockey Central at noon right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You can always stream us, if you like, on our website, sportsnet.ca slash 960. You can download the Sportsnet mobile app, and you just click listen and find us there. You can also use the Radio Player Canada app, which has a bunch of new uh, features. It's actually gotten better and better over the years, so you can you do that as well. And There's a bunch of radio stations on there, but of course, 960 is the one you want to listen to. Now, tune in every weekday right till about July 24th for your chance to win a box of Upper Deck Hockey Cards. We're going to choose the card of the day, and we're going to get you clues. And it'll be somebody super famous, usually a hockey player. If you think you know who it is, text in your guest to 960-960. That's our text line. Normal data rates apply. One winner going to be drawn each day from the correct guesses, and we'll just send it to you. We don't have to come to the station. We will just mail them to you. Now, this week, it's on uh, the return of the Scott Rintoul Show. So that's 10 a.m. to noon. Next week, it'll be uh, it'll be Ryan and Peter Klein doing mornings. So we do that. And then to wrap things up on the, uh, the last week, uh, it'll be the OPG Platinum Series, and that'll be on Pinder and Steinberg. All brought to you by Upper Deck. Collect the best. Home of the world's greatest athletes. Visit UpperDeckStore.com. All right, we'll take a break. Logan and I are going to break down these, um, these play-in rounds. There's a few quiet ones that maybe people haven't talked about, but maybe we should, and maybe some dark horses that maybe aren't even dark horses. That, when Hockey Central at Noon continues, right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hockey Central at Noon on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon making way for the Peter Klein Show as part of Pinder and Steinberg, as we have guys all over the place. It's holiday mode, but we're getting to hockey because it feels like it's right around the corner. August 1st, dare we say the playoffs will begin in the NHL? I can hardly wait. I don't know everybody else can hardly wait. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Logan, we've got uh, some interesting play-in rounds, and these um, these are, you know, if the hub cities that have been out there are true. We'll have one in Edmonton and one in Toronto. And out east, you'll have some very interesting matchups. Uh, the one that I think that everybody will forget about, and I had to quiz you on because I forgot <laughs> too. Who are the Islanders playing? You're driving oh, yeah. around right now. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Florida. Yeah. The Florida Panthers. A team that had uh, lots of jumping up and down in the offseason, my friend. Yeah. And... Uh, in a lot of ways, we're the same, well, as uh, Rhett Warner always called them, Panteros, the same Florida Panthers. But they're in, and they get to take on the New York Islanders. What uh, what do you make of this matchup, the best of five? I, I certainly don't love it if I'm a, a, a Panthers fan looking into it. I think the the Islanders are one of the, uh, the better teams in this uh, qualifying round, best of five, especially out east. I would certainly put them... Uh, as one of the teams that would have for sure been in the playoff race in the East had we uh, had a regular season. So I think the Islanders are are a better prepared team for this. We saw Florida almost in a bit of a selling mode before all this. You might remember they traded Vinny Trocek uh, away by the trade deadline. Yeah. There was some talk about that. And, I mean, I look, I, I think there's still some good pieces in Florida. They're spending an awful lot on a goaltender. And, I mean, look. If you're talking about X factors and you know what might worry you about Florida, if Sergey Bobrovsky 
finds his game early, it might not be great. He's for an the X factor on both sides. If yeah. he does or if he doesn't, right? Yeah, absolutely. So if he's if he's the Bobrovsky from during the year, not not so worried. But if he's the Vesna Trophy candidate type guy that they signed, he could be the difference in that one. And uh, what about Coach Q? Right, he's been yep. he's been through the war a few times. Absolutely, he's got something up his sleeve. He's been sitting there thinking about it. Columbus, Toronto, the Blue Jackets had all kinds of injuries, almost unfair in some ways. Mm. And now there's, you know, obviously with all this time to heal up, they're getting some of their guys back. Now, will they be able to ramp, go from zero to 100 like we've been talking about? And the Toronto Maple Leafs playing at home, but no home ice advantage. What do you uh, what do you make of that series? It's an interesting one. And I think if anything, the, the Maple Leafs can't take Columbus for granted like, oh, the Tampa Bay Lightning might have done last year. You, yeah, don't, hard don't to, do that. Hard to forget that, you know, last year the Tampa Bay Lightning, one of the best regular season teams we've ever seen, got swept away by this Columbus team that's very similar uh, to what it was last year. So, I mean, we'll see. Look, I mean, you want to count Columbus out at every turn this year, but they've just done it with guys that you've never heard of. And John Tortorella, another veteran coach. Another X-Factor coach yeah, guy, right? Absolutely. So, I mean... I think you have to favor Toronto because they are the Maple Leafs and they're, you know, in a Stanley Cup contention window. But I certainly don't think that Columbus is, and especially in a five-game series, you know, how quickly things can change like this. And, I mean, I don't think Columbus is an easy out by any means. That's not an easy round for Toronto to start with. It's not Boston for once. Yeah. But it's it's still not exactly an easy uh, way to start it. Yeah. Montreal, Pittsburgh, I... I, I love this one. I just I just love those teams and and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Carey Price is still Carey Price. He's been kind of vocal about you know concerns about COVID nineteen and playing and that sort of thing. But you know when the when the puck drops, he's going to be ready to play. And you know there is you know some of those other guys on the Penguins that are you know been there before too. What do you, what do you make of uh, Montreal and Pittsburgh? Does Montreal get like a you know a second chance and and maybe. Uh, Maybe this is just what they needed to, to get into well, the playoffs. I mean, you got nothing to lose, right? If you're Montreal, you're a, a 500 team uh, heading into this. You probably weren't expecting to be one of these teams, and now all of a sudden you've you've got a chance. And every time you've got Carey Price between the pipes, you've got absolutely a chance to win the game. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. So for me, that's a dangerous team in Montreal because they they've got nothing to lose, especially now that they could pick first overall. Yeah. Right, I mean, you go ahead and lose. If you lose, you weren't supposed to be here anyways, and now you got a one and eight shot at the first overall pick. And if you do win, it's a huge upset. Yeah, Pittsburgh is trying to you know get every last bit of Stanley Cup contention out of the Malkin Crosby Latang window. And I mean, it's almost opposites in goal for these two teams. You know, Pittsburgh's been up and down with Matt Murray and Tristan Jari, whereas you know Montreal's maybe only consistent part for their season has been Carey Price. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look, I, the teams with nothing to lose in this thing are really dangerous, I think. Yeah, especially in a best of five and there's exactly. no fans. Win the just... first game and see how things yeah. feel in Pittsburgh all of a sudden. Uh, speaking of nothing to lose, the Carolina Hurricanes, a team that um, I, I I personally thought were going to do really, really well this year, uh, and, and some injuries too. Uh, but uh, and, a, and a great coach that everybody loves against the New York Rangers. I, I think this is a fascinating. I hope it doesn't get buried where we, you know, have to, you know, they're, they're playing at the same time the Flames are because I'm, I'm curious about this. And with all the additions the Hurricanes made mm. on the back end, 
And uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think this one, this, this one's going five, I think. Yeah, well, and it's interesting because New York is one of those teams that, you know, they, they didn't make the play. They wouldn't have made the playoffs. They probably weren't expecting to make the playoffs anyways. But they're they're on the rise, and I think you kind of have that feeling about them now, right? Panarin, MVP candidate. They've seemingly found a good goalie or two that might be able to take over from Lundquist in the next year or so. Uh, they've added Jacob Truba. Fox on that back end, you know, they're really, they're starting to come up all of a sudden and now they're, they're in it with a chance that they, they never had. Yeah. They and, didn't think they'd be there. Yeah. And yeah. Carolina, I mean, I mean, Carolina seemingly has like 12 NHL defensemen yeah. on their roster at all few. times. Get a few. <laughs> right. And, and now, and talk about Columbus being hurt. I mean, Carolina might be the other team injury wise that benefits the most from this, you know, Sammy Vatten in a, a trade deadline acquisition who, might not have played until the playoffs. He's going to be healthy. Dougie Hamilton, the former Flame, broke his, uh, leg, broke his leg. It sounds like he'll be ready to go. You know, there's some big pieces coming back for Carolina, and they might be as deep as any team. Okay. Islanders, Florida. I say Islanders. Do you disagree? No, I got I got the Islanders. Columbus, Toronto. I just hate Toronto, so I want Columbus <laughs> to win, so I'll just pick them. I don't think Toronto. I, I, okay. I like Columbus, but... Okay. Montreal, Pittsburgh. I just like the story of Montreal, who shouldn't be there, and they're just gonna. It's gonna be like Montreal, Arizona in the final or something, right? <laughs> I'll take Pittsburgh. Okay, Pittsburgh, Carolina Rangers. I take the the Canes. Yeah, I can take Carolina okay. there too. So that's the East. Now we go to the playing round of the West, and mm-hmm. we'll start with the. Uh, you know, I'm sure everybody in Arizona is just glued. Yeah. You know, because they have such a strong fan base down it's there. True. The, the Coyotes and Nashville. Well, they mm. played in the playoffs back when the Coyotes actually were in the playoffs and actually yeah. won the series, uh, back when Mike Smith was their goaltender. Uh, Arizona-Nashville. Um, nice story for Arizona. Interesting. But I'm just, I, I, I think Nashville's got this. But tell me, tell me how you see that series. An interesting one and maybe the most overlooked one other than the Islanders and the Panthers in the East. I mean, I think it's been a disappointing year for the Coyotes. I really liked them going out and getting Taylor Hall when they did and, and making a step forward. I, there's nothing I, can, I can't I can stand more than just mediocrity and teams being okay with just being, you know, average and working their way towards it and then never really getting over that hump and, you know, going and, and do the something. Too. Yeah, like they could always get injuries, Arizona. Yeah, and, you know, look, they, they got Phil Kessel in the offseason. He's been meh, right? Yeah, he hasn't really clicked there. There's stu- there's something there in Arizona. They just haven't been able to put it together and be as successful as they want. Maybe a restart helps them come together. I'm, I'm not sure. I think Nashville's probably trying to get the, you know, still trying to convince themselves they're a Stanley Cup contender. I like them. I don't know that they're, they scare me too much. You know, like they're a good team, but I don't know that I would avoid playing Nashville if I had the choice. So Can they beat uh, the Coyotes in three games? Or beat three, beat them three times. Yeah, Probably, for sure. Right. Okay. Um, let's go Vancouver, Minnesota. Sure. Is Minnesota the dark horse of all this? They've just been. There's another team with nothing to lose, and I just mm. we talked about X factors with uh, Labardius in the last segment. Minnesota's just like I mean, there's another team. Most I I, I don't know the Canucks fans are, are are trying to bone up on 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 the Minnesota Wild story, but there was a team that oh my god, they just always seemed to just not quite have enough. Or if they get in the playoffs, they get knocked out right away. Yeah. 
And then you get Vancouver, all these young bucks going to come in and, and be the first time, you know, in the playoffs. I what Canucks, Minnesota, where you come out? I, I feel like I'm leaning towards Vancouver in this series, but if there was a Montreal of the West, it's probably the Minnesota Wild because uh, it's funny because, I mean, February seems like seven years ago. It was uh, actually, yeah. yeah. It might, yeah. it might literally have been seven years yeah. ago. But uh, they fired Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, they sounded like a trade deadline time. They were willing to sell off some parts, even move Zach Parise if they could. And all of a sudden, they go on this great run. And all of a sudden, now in the NHL restart, they find themselves in a in a playoff series against uh, Vancouver. You got you got nothing to lose if you're Minnesota in this situation. You might as well. You're used to being a playoff team. See what you've got, and guys like you know Kevin Fiala who's having a good year, and uh, see what you've got there. I like Vancouver's young parts, but they haven't been in this situation before. So let's see what they do when the if the intensity shows up like we expect it to. The Chicago Blackhawks, Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers, a team that you know vastly improved. Um, they're just all around it all the time. They have the best player on the planet and maybe the second or third best player, mm. but they just always seem to find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. Can they get it done against the Chicago Blackhawks, or is that veteran team going to figure out a way to to neutralize their two big gunners there and grind their way to a series win? Hawks, Oilers. I don't know that there's a more interesting series on paper than Edmonton-Chicago because... You know, Chicago was in the same, a similar position to what Edmonton's been in. You know, they've had those two stars who have kind of risen them to, to Stanley Cup success over the years in, in Kane and Taves. And now Edmonton's got their dynamic duo with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yep. Yep. Uh, but Edmonton has the history of the last little while of just not being able to get it done. And I think Kane and Taves probably have something to prove in this scenario that they're not done yet. And you know, this is a good opportunity for them to to show that. Um, it's a tough matchup for Edmonton because, I mean, you're talking about a, a Hawks team that's going to be healthy and, you know, veteran guys that are, you know, used to an 80-game grind now having a couple months off and coming back to it. I, I think Edmonton should have enough firepower to get this one done, but I don't think it's going to be easy. Okay. And the final one, the one that will be all over here on Flames Radio, the Calgary mm-hmm. Flames, the Winnipeg Jets, the best of five. As the uh, the Jets back in the playoffs, um, the Flames, um, and they were pretty even, Stephen. They were the two teams for the uh, Outdoor Heritage Classic. Where do you come out on this, Logan? Best series uh, of the play-in, I think. I think by far the best matchup, the closest matchup of, of anywhere. Tough matchup for both of them. I don't think if either one of them were going into the playoffs that they were expecting to see a team of, you know, Calgary or Winnipeg's quality in, in round one. It's going to be a really tough matchup. It's weird that we only got the one viewing of the two and it was outside of the Heritage Classic. So you, I don't know how much you can take from, a you know, an October game now that we're almost a year past that. Uh, I like I like a lot of what Winnipeg does. And let's see if Calgary's learned from past, you know, playoff failures against Colorado last year and, I liked the way the Flames were trending late in the season. I really did. I think they had found a good rhythm, a good routine, a, a nice lineup through everything. They were understanding what Jeff Ward was wanting to get from them on a consistency basis. Um, so let's let's see what happens. This is where it counts for Calgary. 
Winnipeg's been there. They've won a few playoff rounds. They've gone on some deep, you know, playoff runs here. If Calgary's learned from their past mistakes, then this should be a pretty damn good series. Yeah, and what was a strength is maybe a weakness as the the Jets had that great decor and it's been depleted, but they yep. have found guys to 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 plug in there. I mean, obviously their their coach is he's doing something right, you know. Yeah, they well, were, they were I ready mean, to run him out of Paul Maurice, they were going to run him on a on a rail out of Winnipeg, but I mean, he is he is figured it out. He's got that nice combination of being a player's co- uh, you know, a player's coach but also knowing the uh, know when to, to get after it with these guys, and that's what I hear about him. He's got that nice balance. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's an amazing series. I, I think if you're the Flames, just kind of like, you know, would you rather play Arizona or Nashville or mm-hmm. take your chances with Minnesota or Vancouver? Probably, but you don't, so that's just what's going on. So let's let's just go through it. Uh, Vancouver, Minnesota, I'm, I'm picking Vancouver. I will agree. Chicago, Edmonton, I think the Hawks are going to, pull something out. I think that's going to be a pretty fun series with some surprises. I like the Hawks. I think you said the oil. Yeah. Okay. Um, Arizona, Nashville. I don't know. Arizona, Nashville wins probably quick. Yeah, I'll take the Preds in that one too. And I'm going to take the Flames because I live in Calgary. Yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) Okay. You you didn't want to... Kick a hornet's nest and pick Winnipeg there? If you are a crazy person and like to bet, <laughs> I I don't think it's that insane to to go on a, a few flyers here. No. Like, yeah. Is could could we have an Arizona, you know, Florida final? Maybe. Like I, I don't nobody knows how no. this is gonna work, right? This is gonna be very different. We haven't never had the NHL off this long and playing no with no fans and and ramp up in August. Right, like no, it, it, we've never had it, never had like it, it before. So no, and, and no atmosphere for playoff games. No, you know. So I think tomorrow, I think your homework and everybody else's homework right. is to dig and dig and find yeah. out your your wild card. If you're gonna okay. put down a hundred bucks of money that you don't have, but you're gonna waste True. it anyway on a long shot, who do you do that? We'll do that maybe maybe tomorrow. All right, it is uh, just about time to wrap things up. This is Hockey Central at noon on Sportsnet nine sixty The Fan. Hockey Central at noon on Sportsnet 960. The Fan. Kelly Kirsch, Logan Gordon making our way to 1 o'clock in the arrival of Peter Klein in Hour 1 of Binder and Steinberg. Patrick Steinberg will join at 2 o'clock right here on Sportsnet 960. The Fan. Of course, more hockey. Uh, some more stuff. I mean, if you're a MLS uh, fan, which not the uh, real estate thing, but the soccer league, Logan, um, they're having some problems, hey? First of all, la- yesterday we learned that Nashville actually had a team, because you and I didn't know that. Nope, that was news. <laughs> they had a bunch of guys that got COVID, so yep. they're up in the air, and Dallas is not playing, so they're kind of messing around with that a little bit, so we found out about that. Baseball's going to be interesting. Like, I, I just, you know, they're, they're trying their best, but, boy, they're going to have guys all over the states flying around. We'll see if this, like, we are tentatively going to have Jays Tampa Bay, was it the Friday? Not it's like two weeks this Friday, right? Yeah. 24th or whatever. Yeah, 24th. Uh, that's the plan. That's that's the plan right now. But uh, we're, we've been writing stuff in pencil like everybody else in the world has been. So things can change very quickly. Uh, also, obviously, we'll have lots of hockey. We'll have the Flames games. We'll have massive pregame shows and postgame shows. And, yes, the overtime call-in show will be back. Uh, COVID be damned. We will be back with it so people can call in. Uh, but we'll also have some uh, out-of-market games. So we're just trying to figure out 
exactly when those games will be, uh, what times would work. We don't want to, you know, take away too much from our local programming, but we know these games are going to be big. We know people are going to be, you know, interested in Chicago and Edmonton and Vancouver, Minnesota and Montreal, Pittsburgh and Toronto, Columbus, obviously. So we'll try and get those on. Don't know if we'll dig too deep into the round robin games or not, but of course, the you know, the Blue Jays, not sure about the Raptors yet. We're trying to get some permission to, to get the Raptors on the radio and not sure if we're going to have time because we might go from having, you know, games from 1986 at night to like real games. So <laughs> there is that. A little right? different. Yeah. So that's kind of the plan, but we're going to try and do as much as we can. And if it, you know, Starts August the 1st with, with hockey. We'll just try and let her rip on that weekend and, you know, just keep us around, stream us, take us take us with you. If you've got a long weekend or summer holiday plans and, you know, we know that, you know, TV is going to be huge and your devices are going to be huge, but you can't always do that. So we're here for you to do just that. And, of course, breaking it down big time with Boomer in the Morning, uh, Hockey Central, and Pinder and Steinberg. So that is the plan. Stan, um, what else can I tell you? What are the guys got coming up after 1 o'clock? Uh, Peter Klein's got two guests get set to go in the uh, 1 o'clock hour. Sandra Persina from 660 News going to join us to talk some soccer. Okay. Uh, Ian McMillan as well going to join us to get you set. That one set for just after 1.40. And then a busy day uh, on Pinder and Steinberg. Nick Lewis, the former Calgary Stampeder, going to join us. Eric Francis and uh, Jonathan Davis will join us as well as the Daily Calgary Flames Roundtable at 4. So lots going on. Um, I, I'll tease a couple of things. Sure. A couple surprises. All right. Next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, a surprise guest host. Ooh. Yeah. Surprise guest host next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Also, um, so booms away next week. Peter Klein is going to flip to the mornings. And... The boys are talking about having perhaps the best bracket challenge in the history of radio. Really? Yeah. Better than the ones they've done. Better than candies, better than sandwiches, better than the uh, cocktail one. Which wow. Which has been just so-so, I think. But uh, Yeah, this hasn't been the strongest. Chocolate one. bar was huge. Chocolate bar was massive. Yeah, candy was massive. Um, but this one... Sandwiches was hotly debated. Yeah. They haven't done pizza yet, but... They're, they're planning something very big. I won't spoil it. Is there enough pizza to do a pizza bracket? I, mean, I, I think so. I think you get 16. I think there's some, some classic ones that people love. I always think, like, when you talk about pizza, would you, would you just go with, you know, is it Domino's versus Pizza Hut or Sammy's versus oh. whatever, right? Do it that way, or you do it by flavor. You could do it that way, too. I would probably lean flavor, I think, but the brand but, one's but, interesting. But everybody's got their, it's like the pizza pig outright. Everybody knows. I don't know. We still don't want to piss off any brands, right? We don't no, want to like, oh, be like, hey, every, you sorry, want to spend yeah, some money here. You got here. knocked out by 600 votes. Yeah. Um, ever thought of advertising on Sportsnet? <laughs> <laughs> How well do we do in the pizza bracket? Yeah. Well, you were the first one out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. People hate you, Yeah. but uh, yeah. Look, if you spend some advert, you should spend some advertising dollars. Get, get these people that in the building. brand out there. Yeah. Come on, clearly, guys, a call. An advertising failure on your part. That's why it failed. <laughs> your pizza right. doesn't suck. You just don't want to advertise. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get out of here. You got your trending now coming up. Klein's ready to go. I think he's got the cats out of the way. If he doesn't, then they will join the show as well. It's right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan.